Well, hello, World Wide Web. Welcome to the best, geekiest show of geekdom in the world. That's a lot of geek. Very subtle. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, we're very humble here. What's up? I'm R.D. Van Houten, one of your co-hosts for the afternoon. To my right is Ian. Ian Benzman. Hello, Ian. How are you? Dying. Dying. Literally, like you're on air in two minutes. I'm like, crap, I had to run in my car. <laughs> Just made it back. Just made it back. Slightly and back. on my left today. See, yes. I'm getting better with my directions, Well, you, you bro. made the yeah, you L's the with the up. hands. I had so to do it. I had to do it. That was helpful. It did. It well, a, a little bit. And uh, Andy Bishop. Hey, How are you hey, doing? Hey, I'm doing great, brother. Yeah, Star Wars Happy day? Star Wars release day. Woo. Yep. And uh, we've also got a special guest, Andy. Yeah, it. we have a, a guest, a good friend of mine. He's been here, been... Uh, been pretty near and dear to my heart for a while. His name is Topher Putnam. That's me, yes. And that's it's right. Good to be here, Andy. Thank Ma- you for the man me. of a million voices. Uh, well, I don't know about a million, but I have been uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to push my vocal uh, range quite high or right. low, depending on the situation. Yes, you have. <laughs> uh, Topher and I met a few years ago uh, working on a television program called Bug Bites, a kid's show on PBS mm-hmm. that is currently still airing. Still airs. I don't know. Where exactly? I should, I should check that out. But it's Polynesia. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's somewhere. Some sort of third world. New Guinea. Great, great show that's not just a kid's show, but it's a show that if you're forced to watch it with your kids, you actually enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Forced to watch it with your kids. Right. I, I'm just saying. Like, kids, <laughs> I don't know like, parents who want look, to sit down and watch you know, I'm, bubble guppies or something. I with bet you'd be surprised. I'm not a parent no. yet. <laughs> I've been to enough cons, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah exa- you, so you wouldn't be <laughs> the surprised. The furries yeah. and the bubble guppy crew. <laughs> my, you know. my goodness. Topher also is a self-publishing comic book creator of a series called On Patrol that you can buy on his site. Uh, He's got a few issues out. This fantastic book. I mean, it's just, uh, and I know know a little bit about the lore more so than have been released, so it's a crazy story. You want to talk about On Patrol for a minute? I would love to talk about it. Uh, So On Patrol details the, uh, the adventures of two cops who are brand new Rookie cops who are uh, <laughs> uh, rookie cops who are on their first day realize that 30 members of the police force, the entire police force, uh, has been wiped out. So they are the only two cops. Uh, they find themselves in a world full of supervillains, but no superheroes. And now these two cops with no uh, no discernible traits between them, nothing nothing miraculous about them, have to uh, have to figure out how to overcome this threat. And so they make allies along the way. They learn uh, about the Cryptesian serum, what is causing these supervillains to rise. And uh, it's a story about how you can be a super person without having superpowers. And or in this case, a super animal. They are animal characters. Nice. So, uh, let, me, let me ask you this. What inspired you to uh, create this story, this, this, this world? Uh, well, I'm a huge comic book fan. I, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. So uh, all too often, I, I've watched every iteration of Spider-Man known to man and every time a supervillain gets thwarted uh what happens the police show up to clean up the mess right damage control yep. you know they'll mm-hmm. show up clean up the mess and the superhero swings off into the city you know life like is exactly good. what happened in spider-man exactly mm-hmm. so uh i always thought to myself my goodness they're lucky that spider-man was there but what if he wasn't you know what if people could really have superpowers i doubt we'd have a lot of superheroes probably a lot of supervillains probably and uh this is a time where cops and uh being a cop is fraught with, uh, 
you know, uh, turmoil and it's it's difficult mm-hmm. to, you know, they have a lot of responsibility and they need to sta- step up and uh, be more responsible than the civilian. Have you read uh, Gotham Central at all? I have not. It's, fan- it's all about, the, like, Gordon and the police department. Excellent. Like, having to be cops when in a world with Batman without Batman. Right. It's really good. And what does that mean? You know, you have mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you, just because you have authority doesn't mean that you are above anybody. In fact, it means you're below them and you need to set a better example. So two cops without superheroes, without superpowers have to, uh, have to maintain the strictures of the Dusk Bay Police Department, but also overcome supervillainy. And, uh, and then they come across Sin, uh, this organization full of supervillains that are being pumped full of this serum. Where did it come from? It all harkens back to an ancient war between the Cryptesiums and the uh, Al-Rasham, uh, who has this serum coursing through their blood. And so we learn a lot about the history and the lore of Dusk Bay back when it was Dawn Shores. How did it start? How did this begin? And how did Keegan and Bruce tie into mm. this lore? Are they more special than they believe? Or are they just two normal guys who are just as capable as a superhero? And I like a story where two normal guys, a normal girl or a normal guy can be exceptional. Now, how many issues are there going to be or how many have been released so far? So far, I've got three issues. So uh-huh. On Patrol, issue one is First Steps. Uh, where we deal with just a bank heist gone awry mm-hmm. and our first taste of villainy. Uh, issue two is Spintervention, part one, where we meet the spinster, the first, uh, the first supervillain that they come across who has a name and, a, and, a, and an agenda. And then issue three is Spintervention, part two, where the, uh, the rooftop battle climax of uh, top of construction site takes place. And we learn why the spinster is how she is, and it's because... The cops in Dusk Bay were not always the cops that they should have been. And she's lost more at the hands of cops than she has at the hands of criminals. So it makes you think that gray area, you know, what is morality and how do we deal with it? And what is a cop's job? And what is a person's job, you know, to... So you're kind of like the one-man mastermind behind this, right? You've written, illustrated, and published. Right, correct? Yes, I do self-publish this currently. Okay. It is published online and Smack Jeeves and my website and Comixology and... What website is that? Yeah, where can people score this uh, this comic? <laughs> Head to onpatrolcomic.com and you can pick up the first three issues. The fourth one, you can read the fourth one as it's getting done. There's about oh, cool. 13 pages of it and I've got, uh, I've got 40 episodes <clears throat> planned and uh, on the timeline right now. Very cool. And so, uh, and then I will be at OhioCon. Uh, coming up very soon, I will be selling on patrol there, so you're welcome to swing in. We'll have mascots and people in costumes, and it should be a fun time. <laughs> cool. Very I just cool. love that when when you know you have a dream and it's like, look, I I, I want to make I want to write comics and or I want to make movies, and it's just like, and you and you 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 do the conventional route of oh, I'm going to try to work at DC or Marvel or Image or or what have you, and you can't get hired, and it's just like. Not saying that he attempted these things or, or couldn't get hired somewhere because he's fantastically talented, but just taking it upon yourself to just, I'm going to create this content. I'm going to create this story. I'm not going to wait for an opportunity. I'm going to create it myself. Yeah. Absolutely. How daunting of a task was that? Well, I think... Uh, it seems like it is. I think a lot of people... I, I think we're all familiar with people who come along and say, hey, I've got an idea for a story or I have mm-hmm. an idea for this and you know, I want to see it through. How do I get some petty cash? How do I get a producer? How do I do this and that? And, you know, that's always important. It's always important to be funded. But um, when you truly, truly care about a story and you truly love something, 
it's just not going to stop you. If you if you need if you have a pad, a paper, and some pencil, you know, it's you true. can tell this story, and you can just like we're doing right here, you can do the voices. That you is know? literally why we are here right now. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. and you guys, that's why I came. You guys are self starters, and mm-hmm. if you can get a group of people enamored by just a story and some silly voices, mm-hmm. you know, that's you've done it. So you don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? You've are, you're, you've made the hardest step, which is just getting someone engaged, and yeah. the rest is. You know, this is not some sort of big selling monster masterpiece, but who knows? Passion. Right. It's passion. A project of passion will always find its place. And that's, that's absolutely right. Uh, and I, I just think I like that, that saying. It, it's <laughs> Hopefully a, not the get, dumpster. I'm going to get it tattooed on my other arm <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'll yeah. be two for two on your arms there. What's that's the other right. one say? It says, I love Topher's butt. Yeah, well. Hey, that's what mine mm. says. Well, well yeah, I just met you today, so you know we'll so work it out. We'll, we'll work, work it out. The, the, the yeah. tattoo design. <laughs> we get to a thousand likes by next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, we didn't hey, hit man. our goal, ladies and gentlemen. So my head will not be shaved. Oh, I was going to say, RD's going to get a tattoo. I'll get a tattoo for a thousand. Topher. Topher. Maybe like Steve. That's it. On the back. Oh my goodness! Get an on patrol tattoo. If you get the first on patrol tattoo, then you, you can show up to the cons and uh, be the mascot, swinging that arrow around. I'll do it. Yeah. Get those you know thousand what? likes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say something, and, and just Topher's gonna have to follow through. If you get any on patrol character tattooed on your body, he will draw at least one cell of you in the comic. I've done that actually. I've, See, I hold good. Thank God he didn't get mad at me for that. No, yeah, make a character if you if you're invested in a story. I. I'm happy to, more than happy to have your character make an appearance. One of our, one of the biggest fans of this comic book is from, uh, my goodness, I want to say Sweden. She is not from Sweden, but she is uh, a non-English speaker, and she learned to read English off my YouTube channel That's and cool. this book. And uh, and so she made a character, and he has found his way into Insane Asylum prison in the uh, the the colorful halls of dusk bay so that's, that's really cool and that I, mean, the, I feel like half, half the reason we want to do this entertainment stuff is to, yeah. to reach people and have them yeah. feel like we felt when we watched whatever inspired us or that you know this or that and it's to hear that is just it's really, hard to really capture cool. that i right. think mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. you don't want to let go of it there's one star wars <laughs> and that that's well that. there's there's way more than one star wars but you know right what I mean. And yeah. th- th- it's funny that you mentioned that uh, you you are actually a fairly present person on YouTube. This is true for a very different reason than comic books. <laughs> Correct. Or porn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, well, my beautiful fiance is a costume designer, and she makes real serious, like movie level costumes. So, as a hobby, I thought let's write some. F- I love to write. Let's write a fun story. Get into some goofy costumes. And uh, shoot some shoot some fun stuff. Uh, so we started with Miraculous Ladybug in our skin-tight, goofy costumes. And our channel has now hit 58 million viewers. Or, I'm sorry, 58 million hits. And we've got a nice handful of subscribers. And uh, we're doing well. And it's, and it's exciting because this is content that you can watch with your kid. We have families contact us and say, this is I'm so glad I can watch this with my kid and laugh at stuff. Maybe That's they don't great. get, but mm-hmm. we both enjoy it. And... Uh, we're reaching out to demographics that are not necessarily represented very well, little girls, and uh, you know, it's 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 great to be able to reach out to to anyone, especially people who are 
being neglected in the right. media. Which yeah, is- especially you know, like like you said, young girls. Uh, you know, I feel like there needs to be more of a, a female-driven pre- presence. You know, with a positive message. Exactly. Not so- you know, yes, not the femme fatale who kicks butt because she's got superpowers. I'd right. like to mention that On Patrol does have a very <laughs> diverse <laughs> cast of females <laughs> that uh, share the spotlight with Keegan and Bruce here. These first three issues focus on them a bit, but. Uh, so, uh, yes, very. I'm. I am a feminist, and I will go on record saying that I am proud of that. So, so mentioning that you have this <laughs> diverse cast now, like coming up with the inspiration for each individual character, like how how do you go about doing that? Is there is like what's your process? Do you just go wild and it's like you know what I've I've always wanted to see one thing in one character or how, how, like. I think each character, and I think you'll see this with most creators, there's there's often, we got a lot of facets to who we are as people, right? I wake up in the morning mm-hmm. sometimes, I'm like, I hate you. Yeah, I look as I look in the mirror, but sometimes I'm like, you know what? Life's worth living. Uh, but you, you start to put these different... Uh, Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What is right. today? Friday. Good, Friday. Yay. So, yeah, <laughs> today I'm Keegan. No, but uh, these characters uh, come from those different levels of... Bruce is the guy I wish I was. So he's the tough as nails cop who says what he wants to say, and he says it right to your face. And you know, from jaywalking to arson, it's crime, and you should be brought down. And I wish I could say that, but sometimes I'm Keegan, where I'm like, honestly, just leave me. Al- I don't care what you do as long as you leave me alone. I don't. I don't want to be involved. I don't care what you're doing. So these two definitely <laughs> embody who I am and who I want to be. But then you get to the villains, uh, whereas. Uh, take take Brick Valentine for example, okay? He's a loyalist. <laughs> He's loyal. You know, I'm loyal to people like Good Andy. He brought me here today, and uh, you know, I'm loyal to him. But at the same time, he's he's got his own agenda, and he wants to be more than just a loyalist. And he doesn't doesn't necessarily want to follow. Take the Shuffler, who's the villain of the first issue. He's got a lot of there's, there's so much going on in his mind right now, and it's <laughs> and he wants to be something big and part of something better. But he's just kind of ugly and not pre- pleasant to look at. So nobody wants to to, to have him around. And I feel like that, you know, I think we've all felt like that. Yeah, you feel like absolutely. you don't fit in or you really want to fit in. Sometimes you want to be on your own. Sometimes you want to be with friends. That's where all these characters kind of shine is they're just little facets of each of our uh, personalities. Now, do you hear the voices of them yes. when you're writing them? And you, When absolutely. you're writing it, you're like... If you look at the font sometimes, you can tell who's... <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Charney's... Charney talks like this and he's from, you know, he, he fought in World War II. He's fearless Frank, you know. And uh, every time I, I type, a, I have to find a font that sounds like, Nyah! and not a font that sounds like, oh, welcome to Dusk Bay, everybody. This is, <laughs> I'm your chief. See, the thing that Topher and I really have in common, and uh, it really irritates my wife. Uh, irritate might be the wrong word, but it can get annoying, <laughs> is that we just love, love to do voices. Uh, and and so I didn't prep for this. Well, you both are good at it. I didn't prep for this, oh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna spring too. another thing on Topher here. Okay. I I I'd, I'd like to do a little bit of uh, uh, one segment of improv here oh, with gosh. two characters. Um, and and uh, I need I need a location. Oh my gosh, the moon. No, 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 no. Something, something pirate Mexico. ship. Okay. okay. All right. So okay. uh, let's say know. let's say a docked pirate ship that is a restaurant in Las Vegas, and uh, and and the waiter is Hank Hill. Okay. And and he is serving a uh, uh, a very small, grotesque hobbit, Smeagol slash Gollum. All right. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to the Rusty Blade, where we serve blades and blade accessories. 
How can I take your order? Yes, do you have any anything that's sweet and tasty like fish? Boy, you're gonna get steak and you're gonna like it. What we don't like steak. We want is it is it grass fed at least and humanely killed? It's very natural, just like the propane gas we use to cook it. I don't like propane. What? Propane is the worst. Son, I'm gonna have you tied up for mutiny. Well, I don't like you. Why don't you head on over to Featherton Fuels? Well, all right. I guess I guess I better do it. Buck Strickland's gonna hear about this one. Dale, are you hearing this? Hank, I can't believe what I'm hearing. It kind of looks like vermin. Should I take care of it? No, no, we'll, we'll just see ourselves out. I'll tell you what, man, when them dang old Smeagol man, just dang old bring a power man in, on, off, on, off, man, just dang old get your dang old out of here, man. I did not understand a word that man said. Then you don't belong here. <coughs> Fine! We're leaving, precious, right? That's right, precious, we're leaving. Good day. What the hell was that? And scene. <laughs> that was pretty fantastic. Yeah, that was that, that was, was a lot of fun. But that that's the thing, you know. Topher and I just love doing fun voices, and he's got like a million of them in his head. He's so much better than me. At, uh, I like where your mind went. Like I was just like the moon. You're like, no, it's <laughs> Hank Hill is serving in a pirate ship in yep. Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. To Schmeagel. Um, okay. All right. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, Way and off. it's like you have to take an everyday <laughs> scenario situation right. where it's I'm like, always going to you, you know, like right. here's the thing. I Tuesdays. Right. I recently, <laughs> I recently tweeted about uh, uh, improv, and and the only way I could describe it was like a small man in my head pulling levers that operate my mouth without right. my permission. Right. And that's you know kind of what it is. You just let your mind go, and you just say what the first thing that just pops in there. And not always a safe practice. It's right. not always a safe practice. <laughs> Much like a microphone, right. having a filter is key to being good right. at improv and doing voices. And if we had a filter, <laughs> this segment wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Very true. But as tastefully, maybe. Topher and I actually went and saw a really good film last night. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Mr. Popper's Penguins. It was hilarious because we go to see Star Wars last night mm-hmm. at the Henry Ford IMAX, which if you're in the area, go see it Even there. If you're yeah. not in the area, go see it to. there. I- and I'm going to. the man comes out and he grabs the microphone. He says, uh, "Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the premiere of Waterworld 2. <laughs> hey, don't tease me. And and he just he just went <laughs> with it for like five minutes, and it was it was hilarious. For real though. Yeah, he that he was oh, like, oh, we're here to see Waterworld 2. And he's like, wow, you guys are much more receptive. I, I was the last crowd I told them they were seeing National Treasure 3. Yeah. <laughs> but, which was kind of exciting. Yeah. <laughs> right. But. Anyway. I, I know that four or three out of four of us have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a spoiler-free review. Spoiler-free. If we, we keep our filters on. Well, this time we have to put filters on, but we, we more than likely will be doing a spoiler-filled review yes, online, very online that you can view <laughs> and that will have many warning signs as to what you're about to watch. But first reactions, guys. Let's talk about first reactions to the film. I, I, I literally got out of it this morning and came in here to do this. So I'm fresh out of seeing it. I loved it, loved it. Um, as someone who grew up with the extended universe, mm-hmm. I had a, a hard time with some of the stuff 
getting changed, but that's more nitpicky. I, it had nothing to do with the film and everything to do with me. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I have, you know, a thing here and there that I have problems with. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say what, obviously, for not spoiling anything. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I, I really liked it. And, and and that's not just because, like, the prequels, I like the prequels because they're Star Wars. You know, they have their awesome moments, Yoda fighting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I know they're bad, but it's Star Wars. Right. And I like it. Um, this was not a case of that. It was very much um, pure enjoyment all the way through from... I'm still missing the fanfare, the 20th Century Fox fanfare, which we might be fucking getting. <laughs> right, <soon. laughs> we'll get to that. We will um, get to that, Ian. But yes, um, we've got I'm, that on the list. I'm very, very, very happy with it. I didn't get to see it last night. Um, kind of was having many anxiety attacks about that in the entire week, not seeing it last. We night. We were supposed to see it last night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, that's my bad. That's all right. Um, you can see. But you saw it. You saw it tonight. I did see it this morning, and I already have tickets to go see it tonight. Henry Ford. Um, oh, it's I, so I, worth I, it. I, it's so. Cool. I had to turn my head well, so to read that. I was. Text. I was at a party for my buddy's birthday. We had a party for him on Saturday. We we're at my house, and, and one of my friends um, was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to see uh, Star Wars, the Henry Ford." And I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, the, why are you so freaked out?" I'm like, "Because they haven't played anything. They played like Casablanca once or whatever. Well, they're, they changed they're the playing IMAX Toy Story right now, but that ties into." They're doing a whole Pixar exhibit, like the science behind Pixar. So that fits why they're showing it. Well, no, they're doing it. They're just starting to show movies again, apparently. Probably because they realized they were losing revenue. Because last, uh, when Force Awakens came out, they literally were like, they closed right before it came out. Mm. And I've been waiting to, I was waiting to see that in in IMAX at Henry Ford because all Mm -hmm. the other ones I call them Fomax. They're not really like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So. You know, it, I so I literally the second I found out about it, hugged the guy. I was like, "Thank you," and then I called Andy. I was like, "Andy, yep, <laughs> Henry Ford is playing Star Wars, like letting you know we got good seats." Too. I can confirm that. Yes, well, there's we not did. a bad seat in the house. Right well, in that theater. I mean, if you're all the way to the left. I mean, I'm a real like I'm a real elitist when it comes oh, I like to having the, yeah like, the I middle hours early for the oh, yeah. Henry Ford to sit smack that absolutely. Middle, middle I will ruin someone's day. I saw Ocean's Thirteen in the front row, and I saw up George Clooney's nostrils the whole time. Yeah, and I had a neck ache. Afterwards. Some people would never that though. I was not one of them. Compared <laughs> to other theaters, though, it's a right. The, they try to make it so there, there's really not a bad seat. No, that's they, true. They I mean, make the best attempt it's, it's that they can. It's tougher though with the Henry Ford because of how big the screen is, well, and the way right. it's all set up. So if you're like lower, or closer on mm-hmm. the sides, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Well, yeah. Um, but I mean, the experience. You, it's it's there's nothing. I mean, I know. Imagine just put in the biggest screen in in the state, and I'm sure it's awesome. But unless they have, I don't. But it's the sound. It's the sound. Oh, it was terrific the, there. Like I saw Tron Legacy there in 3D, oh, and was it was cool. one of the coolest like I movie bet. going experiences ever. Yeah, the Daft Punk soundtrack and everything, and then I saw it in like a not th- IMAX, not 3D theater, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is okay. I forget which one. One of the Hobbits was the last thing I saw at the. the last thing I saw. The, it was a minute Henry ago. Ford. It might have been Interstellar. And then be- before Interstellar the, was the last one I saw at Henry yeah, Ford, actually, and that was yeah. seventy millimeter film. Which and was gorgeous. Well, yeah. that was like seeing uh, Dark Knight Rises. I saw Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. there. I saw and the it was Dark the Knight same, Dark Knight yeah, same sort of deal. So well, this awesome. was my yeah. first time there, so it was. Definitely oh, an so that's awesome. It was definitely Star Wars. And you really wet your whistle on that I had to read the text looking like that. I mean, it was such a monster screen. It was good. That's a good thing. Cannot wait to see the crawl on that screen. It's it's dope. It's totally. That sound was stellar. 
that and cow that flies by before do they yeah, still do that? Yeah, you feel it. You feel uh, it. No, you feel no, it. No, no, yeah, exactly. no. It's a, it's a, it's a whole different thing. It's really? a different projector. But it's the same it's... feeder though. They didn't change anything else. No, okay. no. It's, I think they did because they pulled out their film projector yeah. and they put in a digital one. Yeah, they're having trouble getting enough films. Right. Yeah. So they uh, they did that. And and one thing that I I'm really happy about is that George Lucas was actually had some very nice things to say. About Star Wars, about the new to. one, but the I one really thing, one thing he said, I just wanted to smack that man, was, oh well, I'm, I'm George Lucas, and uh, you know there were there were just uh, there were too many sets, there were there just oh. were too many. Yeah. It's like hundred and twenty five sets. Yep, almost like on a movie. fourteen stages. Right. Yep, fourteen <laughs> stages. Hundred and twenty five sets. It, fourteen in Pinewood. That's yep. pretty awesome, wow. though. That's how movies need to be made. Hey, but you're you're talking to the man that made the majority of Episode Two on a blue, blue screen. screen. Right. Yeah. Well, I bet that was. I mean, having been on sets, all of us, I'm sure well, there's something that's I kind of it. artificial. Very. Well, that's that's the thing. About. We were actually talking about it before we came in here. Was was um was the use of puppets versus CG. Oh, right. Um, and um, <laughs> and it's that there's a reason when you watch the original trilogy mm-hmm. that it, it still feels... Immersive. Right. Immersive, because yeah. Yoda is a, he's real. You can right. touch him. Whereas in the prequels, I mean, the first one, he's a puppet. Right. And obviously you can't do what they do with Yoda in Attack of the Clones at the end. Right. Well, you can't take a puppet, puppet and just go, ah, you know, fight! Um, you know, but... It's it, like it, in the you can touch it. It's tangible. Jurassic Park when she's like, yeah. oh, yeah. That, uh, like you watch something tangible. You watch like the early, yeah, the early or the late '90s, early 2000s Spider-Man films. Two years later, they're dated. Yeah, they look bad. Right. The CG looks horrible. Exactly. Whereas you have movies from like the seven, like Alien. Alien holds up still. Mm-hmm. It does. There's not a single thing in Alien that looks bad or dated. Mm-hmm. It doesn't at all. You know, it's funny because uh, we got a new Disney princess. Yeah, or and it's the alien queen. I was gonna say, yes queen, yes queen, and and that is because it happened, folks. We've been talking about it for weeks. We have, yes, and it's happened. Disney Disney bought Fox. Disney bought Fox. Now, how do you think? Now, everybody's like, yes. Mutants in the MCU. I'm I'm way more excited about the the fanfare. And I'm like, great. But I mean, like, come on. How do you? How do you naturally? You know the mutant well, epidemic. So is I don't such know a... about the mutants, but I I've thought about this for a really long time. Fantastic! This Good. is how you bring a Fantastic Four. My idea, anyway, is you have these characters that are the cornerstone of the Marvel universe. They're the start of the Marvel universe in the comics, and you know theoretically they're not just going to all of a sudden become the Fantastic Four. Um, so it'd be kind of cool if a movie started with like an, something appearing in Times Square, like an orb. And then all yeah. the, everyone shows up, and as the movie goes on, and all that. So junk, we've pulled we, some interesting uh, fan uh, images. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's there's what Walt Disney could is could potentially become. There you go. Yeah, you know. can't wait to see. You forgot Homer you forgot Adam West Batman Kingdom Hearts. That's right. You know what? Hey, bring up bring up Bug Bites. I want people to see what that looks like. Oh, this boy. is this is oh, one of Topher's projects. <laughs> but st- is, that's you, isn't it, Topher? That, no, not me. That's not you. No, that's that's no? my friend. Uh, that's Adam. He's the co-creator of the show. That's such an old poster. <laughs> that is a really old poster. Uh, it's that's funny. It's right there on Google Images, man. Beautiful. Pull it up. It's beautiful. I mean, uh, I did make that poster. Yeah. Back, back, yeah. But yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely bug bites. Yeah, that is definitely you can watch it. that somewhere. So and then um, Mickey as Thanos also is a pretty that interesting. That is the best picture I've ever seen. The Mickey as Thanos one. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, yeah. this one right here that this they're pulling good. up, you know, oh, just perfect. You know, Homer choking <laughs> out Mickey. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely terrific! What a combination! You know, it's we're getting we're getting we're gonna get some interesting things. Well, my fiance uh, would kill me if I didn't mention uh, 
what the possibilities for Kingdom Hearts and the oh, video yeah. game franchises as well. And I'm like, and then, and if oh boy, can't wait to see Peter Griffin get drunk hey. and hit Sora. Yeah, and then oh, of course, Ryan Reynolds tweeted this photo. Uh, it's Deadpool getting arrested for trying to blow the Matterhorn, but it's really hard to see. But if you zoom in on the security guard's outfit, it says Stark, ah. and he has the Tony Stark mustache, mm. but he's grossly overweight. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of the, the fans are very excited, even even the stars. And Ryan Reynolds is very excited that he is going to be a part of the yeah. the cinematic I, universe. I, I honestly, yeah, that's I, good news. That's actually the one thing all all my friends were asking me the most was, "What do you think is going to happen?" We've with all been wondering. Well, and honestly, I don't think anything. Bob Iger came out and said that he did. There's yeah. a very strong possibility of an R-rated Marvel brand, which is basically his say, way of saying Deadpool's making way too much money for us to not do that. Right. Yeah, keep um, plans on keeping Deadpool it? rated R. Yeah. What well, the, the quote was something along. Along the lines of if we if we do it right, we can manage it. Mm-hmm. So having an R-rated Deadpool, yeah. and I think it's just when they, when they talk about managing, I think it's like a marketing oh, aspect. You know, making sure it's not marketed to kids. Well, not- you have to make sure their their main thing is they want to make sure that it is not Disney is not fully associated with. Deadpool. Right. In Disney's the sense Deadpool. that we are not Disney. Like, Deadpool is not Disney. Right. Like, that is not what Disney is, but it is a character we own and it's a property people enjoy. Yes. And it makes a crap ton of money. Just like when Disney owned Murder Inc., Ja Rule's yeah. record label back in the day. <laughs> Nobody ever knew that. Ja I didn't right. know that until just right now. I just love And then it's like, <gasps> like, that, still, the image with Mickey and Thanos, like where he's Thanos just, and he's got I'm the just, Star Wars as each this, of the Infinity Gems. A thing That's that great. Fans of these movies have been waiting for since freaking uh, like Nick Fury came out at the end of Iron Man yeah. and mentioned the Avengers. Yeah. Like this is huge for anyone. It's very huge. Who remotely loves these movies, let alone is like lives for these movies. Mm-hmm. I like what Andy. Everyone's getting their toys back. We're getting yeah. our toys Marvel's, back. Marvel is getting their toys yeah. back, and here's the thing: it's like now, now they can all play together, and they can. You know, they can tell the stories that the because there's so much as Ian would be able to attest from the comics. Like, you know, he, what what about a possibility of Avengers versus X Men? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that or, would be great. Like Civil oh, War in the yeah. comics. Oh God, in the comics Civil War reads huge. It, it, it was War, way right? bigger than yeah. the movies portrayed mm-hmm. it as. Right. You know, uh, so you know, Spider-Man, Secret Invasion, you know, Secret this, Wars. Yeah. Just well, now we don't have Venom yet. I don't think we will. I don't Sony's think we, I think Sony's. Well, yeah. here's the thing. This is what Sony has said. They are gonna do their mm-hmm. own Spider-Man universe. It's gonna suck, and that's gonna not get it back. gonna have Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, and that's why they're doing the Miles Morales movie. Yeah, with the Spider-Verse and everything, because we will see Peter Parker in it. So, uh, does that mean Car- Cletus Cassidy, Carnage actually, will be so part of that? Woody There's, Harrelson yeah. is rumored to be cast oh as gosh. some sort of oh someone. My. He's in got that, that look movie. about him. I think he would He'd actually be, be really good. Uh, really good Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Um, although someone that the internet, I, I didn't even think about this. Um, because I always thought, um, what's his name who played Rorschach? Would be really oh good. yeah, um, oh but, yeah. Uh, the internet is awesome, mm-hmm. and they were like Matt Smith, and I was like, holy shit! What? I didn't even think about that. And then someone posted the a picture doctor. Of, yeah, and someone oh posted a picture God. of like, him with the shaved head, like next to Cletus. I'm like, you know what? He could probably you do know, that. In uh, no, Lo- totally. in Lost River, he was he yeah. was fantastic as a villain. And he was so demented and crazy. He's a great actor. And it's like the transformation. And maybe it's because I had this image of him as the 11th Doctor in Doctor Who. But, you know, just seeing that contrasted with his, you know, character Bully just as this crazy, insane person. I mean, Cletus Cassidy, now speaking as the one of the biggest Venom fans in the world, I uh, that's that's a role that is going to 
be right up alongside, you know, the Joker. And, oh, I right. and, and oh, it how correctly? You, if, if they you pull suck, it off. you're going to be a Topher Grace. Yep. Thing, Speaking though, as it's, another Topher. It's probably <laughs> not going to be rated R, though. Which well, is Cletus bummer. Cassidy is Carnage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. and, and But, like, I don't think it's going to be rated R. And how do you do Carnage not rated R? You can't, I don't think. Well, I mean, you, imply you, a lot you watch of the cartoons, and it's just I'm like, as big of a Spider-Man mm, fan as you are a right. Venom fan. I, I've watched... I own Spectacular Spider-Man on Blu-ray. Oh, I have animated phenomenal. series. He I, hasn't watched it. Now he's going to watch I, it. Oh, really? It's and great. he was going to be in season Honestly, three. Honestly, I think if, if um, Spectacular Spider-Man had kept going, it would have been the definitive I Spider-Man. asked Greg Wiseman last year why, like what, what was planned. What's going on with, with that? The and, rights. Uh, the TV rights. Yeah. Switched, yeah. And, uh, I mean, of course, it's not coming, but Scorpion, Matt Gargan, Carnage been, is going to be there. I read all mm-hmm. that. And, uh, I am so bummed. It's and, such a good series. But, again, you know, Carnage and Venom. It's. I feel like, and again, I I like Sony. They're fine. But when you when you're casting something that big, I hope they don't cast it like you're casting a B list, mm-hmm. like you're casting Topher Grace's Venom. That I, was right. somebody. That, that was somebody was, sweeping something say, under the rug. As a Venom fan, I want to. What's your opinion on Tom Hardy? I think he's. I think very he, well cast as Eddie Brock. Yeah, exactly. One thing that I was talking about yesterday is yes, I think that's phenomenal. I think he's going to do fine. Uh, I think it's time for these actors, many actors, to start pulling out of roles that they just know that they're not right for. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, somebody was like, Topher, I was like, I'd always love to do the voice of Venom. I think I could do a really good Venom voice. I would never put my hat in the ring as the actor for Venom because mm-hmm. right. I'm I'm too skinny. I'm a skinny little kid, and it's time for well, people I to be like... I get what they were doing with Topher Grace, doing the whole ultimate route. I get it. Having being like a... His the like, dark yeah, mirror version foil, of him. And I just, sure. I, I thought it was crap. It was, uh, no it was good. crap. So, have you heard about anything from Venom so far? Like, have you seen any of the stuff? I have yet to... So from what no. I've heard, this isn't confirmed or anything, from what I've read and heard and whatnot, is that they're kind of mixing um, Flash's version of Venom with... Because oh, yeah. the first photo I saw of him was it's um, no him in, like, more Venom. army stuff. Oh, God, I hate um, Agent and Venom. Apparently it takes... Well, it, um, they actually, they said what it's based off of. Okay. Um, crap, lethal Protector, it? please. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It oh, is Lethal, it's yes. lethal Protector. Um, that's exactly what it's based on. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Um Venom's always been a great character. As long as it's Eddie, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. and yes. he's he's I been agree. great. He's. I was really worried that they were gonna yep. skip over. If him we go completely. to Flash or something, we can go to Matt Gargan and stuff. It'd but be you... a great movie. The Flash Venom movie could be really cool, but you need to get there first. The story of Venom mm-hmm. is a love story between Ven- Eddie and the symbiote, the symbiote. right? Yeah. And it's a drug addiction story. No, for and it's, sure. So and especially some of my the... favorite was Anti when they did the R- Anti Venom. That was gonna be my next. Did you question. read the latest Lethal Protector series? That one is well, it's how, in the, how recent? Uh, just last week. I mean, it's no, coming out. Recently. No, I'm, I've uh, no. the only thing I'm reading from Marvel right now is amazing. No. So what they're doing with Venom right now is uh, they're continuing the story. The 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 symbiote has come back to Eddie. They acknowledge every previous host he's had: Matt Gargan, Flash. You know everybody who's been there. Mm. But now instead of a story about like the addiction between the symbiote, he is Eddie is very much in love with the symbiote, and they talk to each other. Throughout the entire awesome. thing, so so whereas Eddie's well, like Cletus and Car- like happen- Car- they 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 were just that close. Yeah, is exactly. that in Venom Inc. or is that in what's that in the the story now? Yeah. It's just called Lethal Protector. Is now, it a standalone book? Uh, right now, yeah. Okay. Now do I know we- they're doing that Venom Inc. book. They do Venom verse and stuff. It's all too far into it right now for me to. Fair enough. What do you guys in. think? Do you think that? We'll see possibly a live action anti venom. Is that a popular enough character to reach the film screen? I think he's newer. He hasn't really been used much. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, people who know 
the symbiotes like him a lot. It's yeah. like, like there was like there was like the spawn of Carnage and the other spawn of Venom and like all right. the yep. like Phage and Toxin yeah, and, 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 yeah. and like whatever the hell. I have all of them. <laughs> and they're awesome. No, Actually, it's, Phage yeah. is his enemy. I'm Toxin and uh, Riot Lasher. Yeah, there's, yeah. A no, there's, yeah, there's a million yeah. now. There's and then they revealed recently, like, what do you think about, like, how they revealed that he's, like, the planet, the Clintock and all that crap? I mean, I think Planet of the Symbiotes was phenomenal. Oh, it was great. And no, seeing yeah. the Venom symbiote in its own, without a host, is yeah. I think beautiful. a lot of people didn't like it because Bendis wrote it. Well, you wouldn't like to see, I don't think you'd want to see Hulkbuster armor in the first Iron Man movie. You wouldn't no. want to see no. Tony dealing with serious alcohol right. addiction in the first Iron Man because you'd want to get that out. If you jump the gun with Venom and you start doing stuff that doesn't belong, that, that, right. d- that we need to build up to, right. it's not going to have a payoff. It's and basically what is wrong with all the DC live-action films. Yes, no build-up, thus no payoff. They didn't want to put the footwork in, what Marvel exactly. did, and they're like, oh, we're just going to give you a... They wanted, to, they wanted to rush it because they felt so behind. I mean, Marvel has been you know, planning this universe since 2008, and then yeah. DC's like, oh, well, we could do it, you know? Well, it's kind of like one of the critiques that you had, a positive critique about Star Wars, is... The character development it is, was is insanely really good character development mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in Star Wars, you yeah. know, uh, and that's how you do around. it right. I mean, there all were there were there were a couple lines that were a little yeah, clunky, but I mean, that's Mark me Hamill like looking. Show, he's he's awesome. That's not a spoiler. Mark Hamill stole the show. Yeah, and he really did. He he does have some of the best, scenes. and the pacing in that movie was that. so phenomenally mm-hmm. done. And when Jar Jar showed up, oh my god, gosh, I wept. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because Jar Jar showed <laughs> up. Yeah, for so many reasons, I wept. Is Jar 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 Snoke, isn't he? That's yeah. oh my god! RD, we, we, we said twist, guys. this was spoiler spoiler free. free. <laughs> Damn it! Come on! I fucked it up Shut again. It he went mad after causing the creation of the Empire and uh-huh. became Snoke. Oh, Misa yeah. gonna take over the world, the universe. That's uh, yeah. Misa that sends was, the uh, great power. Annie, Annie, turn around right. Uh, Kelsey is uh, freaking out. Uh, Why are you freaking out? <laughs> but, uh, You're so bomb bad. But yeah, it was um, I just the, the only bummer of this week was the Eminem album that came out was mediocre. Yeah, and but, Gri- and Grizz was okay last night. I, you know, I I was I, same. I You're not too far from Star Eminem's lawyer. He's that. right down the road. Yeah. I, I was talk to him. I actually <laughs> had to turn. I had to turn down a, a the music video shoot. I was I was double booked. Um, but I did I did work on that video that uh, the, the Trump B-E-T video the B B E T you know freestyle video. video I will say this about that man he is so nice that's awesome dude. he is like he, he like there was one point where they're filming and the DP's got this giant area Alexa camera on his shoulder and he's like a small dude and he's like crouching low trying to get the profile shot. And then Eminem has to go talk to the director, and so he starts walking away, looks at the DP, and he's like, "Hey, dude, I, you know, I know, I know you're tired. Just give me a second. I gotta talk to him." And it was just like he didn't have to say that, you know. It was just being considerate, understanding cool. that, acknowledging that, "Hey, you're not in a comfortable position. I appreciate you waiting on me." And that he just was a very nice guy. And I've heard stories from like people that have went to his house and installed things mm-hmm. and just all the stuff. He's just a genuinely nice person that's awesome yeah he lives where i like lives in the area where i grew up like oakland township rochester Mm -hmm. so i got a question what up how many of us watch walking dead okay i i i I haven't started season seven yet i actually read something today about what happened i don't know 
I do. Ooh, I know what happened. I haven't watched. I haven't watched this. Shut season. up. I'm, I'm not, shut I'm, up. Won't, that's why I was asking. I haven't watched this. All season I know yet. is someone has been shot. I, I don't I know haven't. who, and I don't. No, they weren't shot. Okay, well, or bit, bit. Sorry. Um, I, I, um, so I haven't watched this season at all. I've watched the, this premiere, and I haven't watched it since. But it's literally been all over the yeah. internet all week. I couldn't avoid it. Yeah, it was literally headlines everywhere. Yahoo, Bleeding Cool. I yeah, it was everywhere. Everywhere. You need to learn how to be selective on the internet. Uh, no, no, it's literally a case of like scrolling through the page. I couldn't. Of Yahoo. I couldn't you open could face. Not, I couldn't could open Facebook. No. I can't believe I. I, yeah. I t- and people were yeah. like, "Oh, if you it, don't, if you don't watch the show, Facebook, you don't know." I will go after someone on Facebook if they spoil something for me on Facebook. I will make it my mission in life to spoil everything. They yeah, it was it was an article. I saw, and then there were a couple characters pictured in it, so it's like I have an assumption, but I don't want to know if that's right because it's like okay, I've invested in Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I don't like what they've been doing with it lately. That's kind of why I dropped off. But mm-hmm. it's like I've started this journey. I started this journey. I have to finish it. I mean, I will go back and watch it eventually. I just um, when when you can go from watching it every week to going online and just kind of getting the highlights when it pops right. up online and not really you caring that you're not missing everything in between. Right. It's kind of... Because I'm totally like that, too. I right. normally will give a show... like my. I watched the whole season of Inhumans. That was horrible. Mm, it was tough. atrocious. I don't know why I kept watching it, but I had to keep watching it. It was so bad. It was like watching a train wreck. Yeah. It's um, like a was so film. I watched Atypical on Netflix, a show about the autistic kid and... I've never seen it. Yeah. Anybody watch Better Call Saul, please? Yeah. You know, hey, I'm, um, I am. A, I, I have, love that show. Hey, that's a fun watch, topic to Talking bring up. Soul? I did not watch. Because I was on it. You should have been oh, there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's you are on Talking Soul. I did on the Talking Soul. Plus Foyos Hermanos commercial. And yeah, got to meet the cast. that's Michael right. Michael Mando, who's going to be the Scorpion. I did know that's that. That's really cool. Oh, he was no, such a treat. They all have On Patrol comics, by the way. How awesome was that, though, in Spider-Man Homecoming? Michael Mando being Everyone's like, oh, you go to the next movie, and it's like, too many villains. They had six in this one. It was beautiful. And they the fit tinkerer. perfectly. Uh, yeah, that's how you do it. And oh, Michael yeah. Keaton. I can uh-huh. sing songs about Michael Keaton. He was great. For, uh, I wish when he was he my annou- When he got announced as the Vulture, I was like, really? He agreed to do that after being Batman and then Birdman? Right. He was going to be the Vulture. But he was fantastic. And he it's, owned it. It's, it's something. He has a thing for animals with wings. I yeah. guess so. Clearly. That face he makes, that Keaton face. I will kill you dead. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, that it was, was dope. It was great. I, I can't complain about so that movie at all. Chills. The Los Poyos from, is it the one that actually played during no, the it's, show? No, I made it after the season had finished okay. filming. They might, who knows, they might throw it in the season four or something, but it right. was for a contest and it was, uh, I had my family over and I just shot, and Adam was in it, like the Bug Bites guy, and uh, it just, you know, yeah, it was just a love letter to Los Poyos Hermanos and Gus Fring and that whole Thing and uh, so we got to I got flown out there oh and my God. I actually drove because it was in L.A. But uh, I got to go to the VIP room, watch the rest of the season, nice. which was only so half cool. done. Oh. Sat down and watched the whole That's season. Really cool. Met the cast, talked. You know, I met uh, Peter you... Gould and stuff. Nice. And we uh, I gave him comics because I'm a big freaking plug for myself. Well, as you <laughs> should be. Hey, did you meet Bob? Bob was not there, oh. but uh, but we got to speak with uh, uh, goodness. Chuck, gosh, why am I dropping his name right now? Uh, Michael McKeon. That's, that's uh, Chuck. Okay, Chuck. Legendary. Well, right. and, yeah. Uh, uh, Howard. Ch- Howard his is brother. So big. Howard's like seven feet tall. And oh, cool. and the best part, Michael Mando is. You know him as Nacho in the show. He. Uh, uh, yep. He is exactly as he. I mean, it, just like in the show where he'll get right up in your face and he'll talk serious to you, but he can also be a threat. 
I was talking about my cartoon and stuff, and I was like, oh, I really was inspired by your guys' writing and stuff. And he takes me to the corner, and he puts his hands on my shoulder, and he's wearing that leather jacket that Nacho wears, you know, and he, and he says, Topher, what you're doing here is, is something great, and it's, it's, it's something you're passionate about. Keep doing it. This is Nacho Varga yeah, right. looking me in the <laughs> eye, and I'm like, anything you say. Yep. <laughs> you win. Fantastic. Exactly. But he is such a, I mean, what a what an honor it was to be there. And if you're not watching Better Call Saul, did oh you get to meet gosh. Jonathan Banks? Uh, no, he was not there. That would have yeah. been cool. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Walter. <laughs> that would have been very yeah, cool. He's like I one of my favorite characters, I think, oh in, my in TV history. Michael Ehrmantraut. He's a he's what a he's a, a, a good low name, level too. mook who became yeah. a high level mook. mook. Right. Yeah. And that is my favorite kind of story: is a nobody yeah. who has a serious agenda. Yeah. And he became one of the best characters on TV. He and did. who is like really just. As smart as Walter, and just like in Jimmy. my opinion, I yeah, mean, and, and Jimmy the, too. Yeah, that's yeah. the you know, brilliance. It, it took me a minute to get into that show, Breaking Bad. The first season, I thought it was, was a bit, slow and slow for me. Yep, I'm so happy I kept watching. Oh, that. Yep. the last season of that show is is one of the greatest. It brought it all together. Pieces of like entertainment mm-hmm. media I've ever seen in my life. It is it was incredible. Those characters mm-hmm. are so. It's 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 such a, a testament to the writing because for, to love, yeah, to like Saul and to love Jimmy mm-hmm. is something that's. I mean, no, yeah, that's it's, it's fantastic writing. That's how you write. That's so, fantastic writing. guys, speaking not fantastic. You know, writing. I, I have <laughs> a gripe. On sale I have a gripe that I want to air. I saw a trailer, Jake. Uh, if you could prep that trailer for a movie that should not have been made. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to show you a trailer. I don't even know what this is. You don't, and you know, I'm not even going to preface it. Roll it, Jake. <laughs> You know, I watched it, and I was just like, I'm so sad. How is this a thing? I was having a good day, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm sorry, but look. Now it's a Tuesday. (laughs) Look, are all fucking Tuesdays. Look here, America. Why do we have to make shit? And then if we know it's going to go direct to DVD, well, not even shit, Blu-ray, you, uh-huh. get shit. It just, doesn't even get a blue, so long, Blu-ray release. It. Yeah, not even a Blu-ray release. <laughs> Straight to DVD. Beta. That's yeah, what it that, said. It's and like, I'm bummed. I grew up loving Woody Woodpecker. You know, yeah. it's a great cartoon character. If it was a hundred percent animated movie, then it would Which, probably work all right. They got, and I yeah, wouldn't. They, they learned their lessons from the Smurfs. They got a Broadway-trained actor. 
as um, the 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 main the lead from mm. Psych is the guy who's playing that, and he's and in Gallivant, and he is madly talented. Yeah. But My God, money it talks. Like the, it does. Yeah, money, money too, but also like, I feel like greased his palms. Certain char- yeah, I was gonna say certain certain. I feel like certain <sighs> characters probably have pull to certain people in terms of like their affinity for them. Right. Could this have like been one of those examples where project. he should have stepped down oh, and said, yeah, no, um, I will not be the lead in Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, there you go. It, it's Time just, will tell. And from what I gathered, because the trailer doesn't tell you much about the story, it's like, uh, loggers are coming to Who take cares, over Woody's. That's the whole, Woody the Woodpecker, you don't need a story. It's, right. I mean, the movie what? does, you know. But. Pecks wouldn't laugh. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's pretty, ha, 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 you know, that's... Woody Woodpecker. It's so, like a super bad Roger Rabbit it's from just, 2018. It's just, oh, pre-Roger Rabbit. It's yeah. just bad. Yeah. No, I mean... Oh, I had to, I had to share that with everyone because, my God... And the article I read was like, behold, the, the horror and the disaster of the Woody Woodpecker movie. So, following up uh, a shitty trailer with Woody the Woodpecker, uh-huh. I think we should talk about Annihilation. Because yes. that no. looks no. fucking awesome. The oh my Not God. Mortal, Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Load up Annihilation and uh, roll that baby. Oh, that juicy bean footage. Can you describe its form? No. Start from the beginning. What do you think I do when you're away? You think I'm out in the garden, pining, looking up at the sky? <laughs> Why aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early. Your husband's here. Let me see him. He's extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger, it's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. It's beautiful. Check this out. It's like they're stuck in a continuous mutation. Anything interesting in there? No. Sharks have teeth like that. It's not possible. You can't crossbreed different species. What is it? The soldiers on the last expedition. They went crazy. Or something in here killed them. Something's come through the fence. Through the fence? We have to go back. I can't go back. We can camp here tonight. It's destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. Now that looks fantastic. Holy yeah, shit. Really does. Mm. His last film, Ex Machina, was 
the surprise of the year for me. That movie was blew me away. It was great. Mm-hmm. Blew me away. That movie was spectacular. We got. I haven't got finished it yet. Don't spoil anything. Huh? You haven't finished that. Look, yet? I watched most of it, and it was one of those things where it's like I had to go and do something, <laughs> and this happens to me all the time. Like. I can't finish the movie for some reason, and it's like I want to, and then it's like I get so busy and forget. Oh, see, that I was glued, glued to the screen yeah. for that yeah, movie. That What's that? See it in theaters, you don't have that problem. Well, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's why I missed Spider-Man. I missed Spider-Man: Homecoming in that's theaters, and that was too, that was the oh. first Marvel film I did not see you in theaters. I was so I almost missed, I almost missed Thor. I was really so, busy for a few oh, minutes. I almost missed Thor, but gone. I made it. I don't think but I've I made it. Let's just say though. If Ex Machina is anything to say about what Annihilation will be, this movie will this be, will be f- spectacular. Yep. Phenomenal. That was actually my feeling about like, Thor, ironically, because right. I love what we do in the shadows right. and Hunt for the Wilderness, oh. which are both spectacular films. And I was like, if the, if Thor's one fourth as good as either of those movies, we're in for a ride. Which it yeah. was. Oh, and, absolutely, <laughs> literally. You know, and speaking and speaking of movies, uh, I had a chance on Friday to go see a wonderful film called The Disaster Artist. Oh, you finally saw I, it. Well, the thing is, like, when I thought it came out, right. that was the limited release. That was a fun car ride. That we, Ian was with me. We went to go see it, and then they were like, it said it on their site that they were showing it, but then they were like, oh, we're not showing it. I don't know why people keep coming here. I'm like, maybe you should fix that. Right, it was fucking something. It was hard for me to tell what you were more excited about. It was Disaster you know, Artist or Star Wars. It was crazy because, like, you know, tonight I'm actually going, Topher and I uh, and our respective significant others are going to see The Room with Tommy Wiseau at the Main Art Theater. Oh, that's right. Very cool. And uh, and he's going to be there, and we're going to throw spoons at the screen and everything. And the thing is, like, James Franco could have easily taken this film mm-hmm. and just made fun of Tommy Wiseau the whole time, but he didn't. And the whole reason why he wanted to do this film is because he read the book, mm-hmm. The Disaster Artist, written by the co-star Greg Sestero of The Room, and saw so much of himself in Tommy Wiseau as this guy that went to Hollywood when people told him that you won't make it mm-hmm. and tried to make his own thing. It failed, and it failed gloriously, but that's what makes it so special. So did you like it? It was amazing. It was a fantastic film. It's hilarious. It's got heart. It's it's everything that you would want it to be. I'm is it everything you hoped it would be? It is. <laughs> I am of the room... Uh... I'm of the room virgin, and I, I am too. I've seen it once at in theaters, and I, I gotta say, I've never as seen enjoyable it. as it was to be in the theater with everyone throwing crap and all right. that stuff, they say you should watch it at home. Rocky first. Horror. No, you should not. Rocky Horror. I, the book you gave me if, said I should watch it at home. If first. you want, oh, to know what to expect. If you want an experience at a theater right. that's, that's not like nothing you've ever experienced before, go see Horror, Rocky Horror apparently. at midnight sometime <laughs> if you can find it. Because it's like the room where people are throwing shit, but then also everyone's dressed up. And every, right. like, everyone well, people wear tuxedos. Well, yeah, but but people dressing up in suits is not the same as people it's dressing up like characters from, Burlesque <laughs> from, from Rocky Horror. Um, and uh, That book you gave me told me that I needed to prepare for the five stages of <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I have a book. I own a book. It's the Definitive Guide to the Room. Oh. And it has interviews with like a lot of the cast and stuff like that and people that have worked with Tommy Wiseau and... But, you know, here's the thing, you know, Tommy Wiseau tried to create something and it didn't end up being what he wanted it to be, but it became so iconic that he just embraced it. I mean, that's, you have a passion yeah, project. Yeah, no, I mean, we come in full circle. Passion right. project will find its exactly. place. Exactly. I don't right. care what's packing people into a theater to see my movie, they're packing into mm-hmm. a theater to see my movie. You know, it's like a bad thing. 
No. Well, we definitely had a fucking awesome time this Friday. Time has flown. Yeah. Two-hour episode today. <laughs> Jeez, I wish. We should well, do that. Thank you, Topher Putnam, for Thanks for, for joining us, you. man. I'm glad to be here. I'd love to be here more often. You guys, no. are, this is a great group. Absolutely. Let's make it happen. And make sure to go go to his site uh, onpatrolcomic.com and snag some merch, some some on patrol merch. One more time, <laughs> on patrol <laughs> comic, <laughs> singular, singular, all one word, and our YouTube on but nobody comic. special. That's Nobody right. special. Yeah, that's there you go. Stay there humble. we go. Stay humble. Anyway, for Ian Benzman and Andy Bisha and Topher Putnam, I'm R.D. Van Houten on Geektainment Weekly right here on New Radio Media. Love you guys. Peace. Go see Star Wars. Go see Star Wars.